0: Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one's awesome. It's with Daniel Vaughn, and Daniel Vaughn and Texas Monthly recently published his list of his 20 favorite Texas-style barbecue trays for places outside of Texas. So, of course, I contacted him, and we talked about each and every one of these 20, as well as talking about a few other barbecue places and his process for this it's so good. Let's jump into it. Be sure to visit your local barbecue joint. You had to whittle down to 20. This is from recent visits or was this, how did you put this together?
1: Uh, yeah. I don't want there to be any confusion. This is not the the 20 best Texas okay. style barbecue joints outside of Texas. This is a, a limited list based on limited visits, right? So I spent most of uh, most of the first half of 2023 going through uh texas trying to finalize uh the list of the best new barbecue joints and so that was really the the first half of the year because of all that travel you know i that's pretty much what most of my travel was dedicated to Mm -hmm. in that first half now when i usually do these end of year lists uh of my best bites or whatever I, i usually try and keep out The spots that are on the list that I've already published that year, like the best Mm -hmm. new barbecue joints in the top 50, because it would become redundant, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I started looking through all the places that I'd been and I'd spent so much time in the second half of the year going all over, all over the country that I didn't have a ton of places, a ton of dishes in Texas Mm -hmm. that I really loved that were not either in the top 50 or in the 25 best new. So I talked to my editor and I was like, it really just makes more sense for me to, to talk about my favorite uh, my favorite trays overall that are Texas style that I visited in 2023 outside the country so, uh, so I say country um outside <laughs> the is. international borders of Texas yes <laughs> I love that and man. so You know, because I I went to so many of them, I felt like that list made more sense. And so, yeah, I mean, this is it's an ongoing journey. There are lots more places. You you notice it's very heavy uh, on the East Coast because that's where I focus most of my travels. I think I'll spend more time on on the West Coast and uh, in the Northwest this year. But yeah, you, you know, you being in LA there, I'm sure you're curious about places that I've loved and written about like heritage and moose. Well, that happened in 2022. That was in December of 2022. Wow. So that's weird. And, it's all kind
0: uh, of it, meshing together.
1: Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was just looking at photos unrelated uh back in 2015 and 16 and they seem like they just happened uh you know these events that I had attended so it does uh, the the time does sort of shrink a little bit there so uh yeah those places I love but I, I didn't go to them in 2023 so gotcha um and, you know, places like Bark Barbecue in New York that you mentioned, that's one that I'd really like to go to, but I did go to Bark Barbecue in Maryland. That's our second one
0: on the list. Yeah. At first yeah, I looked yeah. at it, I'm like, wait, they, they have the cafe.
1: <laughs> yes. Bark Barbecue Cafe. Indeed. Yeah. You know, that's where that list came from. Okay. There were lots of other places that I went to that, that I really liked, but uh, as my editor had pointed out the last couple of years, like 20 is a, a better number than being, you know, trying to cut it at 20 is a better number than... Trying to be as maybe inclusive as I had been in years past, so that's where it set out. So I, I know you were curious about some of the places that were on the cusp. I really love North by TX uh, up in Philadelphia, but you know it's it's a place that really it serves from a tent outside of a bar once a month. So as far as yeah. like you know, getting the word out to people that they've got to come try this place. I think they're going to be disappointed to see how often they could try it. Yeah. You know, some of my other favorites, I mean, I always love going to Fox Brothers Barbecue. You've That's written about good. them. You talked about them. You've even talked about them. I, I've show. written about them. Same with Little Miss Barbecue in mm-hmm. Phoenix, the Phoenix area. So, you know, I did Hue more towards places that uh, that are are newer and places that I hadn't really covered in the past, but also the places where I I really did I really was impressed like across the tray, right across the spectrum of of the things they were serving. Uh, Because I started off really looking at individual items, and it just made more sense if I'm if I'm looking at places that really you know are emblematic of Texas barbecue. these days, it's really about that variety and, and doing it well across the board or across the tray.
0: I want to ask about the Trinity, but do you call it a platter or a tray, or does it matter?
1: Um, then you platter, tray, tray like, oh, plate. I mean, I mean, I guess plate really does you know i got three meat they Those three symbolize a, a plate that is uh that is not really meant to be shared i don't know i call them trays, them trays. I, guess I, call, I guess i do call them trays more often than i call them platters but you know to me they're yeah. they're one of the same
0: i have a new one coming out and i was going to call them trays because i'm like that makes a little more sense i was calling them platters because people take platter day and they you know
1: well i mean it is a, a quarter sheet tray if you're going into restaurant depot to to purchase true. the item that most of these things are served on. so That is true. Okay,
0: that is true. And then also, was it important that they served the Texas Trinity? Did that kind of fall? Or were you, you trying kind of searching that out to see how yeah, people did? I mean,
1: I I went to, um, you know, in all of these travels, I did go to plenty of places that were doing the style of the area I was in, and whether it was in South Carolina, you know, getting some of that good hash. You know, so I, I was going to those places, but my focus was more on places that are really doing texas style barbecue and in doing texas style barbecue you pretty much have to do the trinity if, yeah. if you're going to be saying you do texas style barbecue so you know city limits q i've uh i've <laughs> had some fun with him plenty of times because the one time i decided to show up uh he doesn't have brisket on the menu so <laughs> did not get the trinity there but the rest of it was so impressive it was uh i couldn't ignore it
0: yeah that's so uh, funny
1: I mean it's funny now. It sure as shit wasn't funny like the day the, the day before uh I was going to visit. And he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm not making brisket cuz it's too hot." You got a Texas flag flying and you're saying it's too hot to cook brisket. Like, uh, come on now. Uh But you actually
0: yeah. got because of that. And we'll and we'll get to that, but because of that, you sit in line with Roderick Scott who Kind of push you in the direction of another place. So, Joanna, I was thinking we just kind of blast through. But one last question, maybe at the end, I could ask again: Were there any surprises? Like, did you find anything surprising about your your visits overall with how well people did with Texas style barbecue? Well,
1: like, I mean, the biggest, honestly, the biggest surprise was uh the fact that I, in all of these trips, I set out with an itinerary of places that I had planned to go and. Uh, on nearly every one of them there was an unexpected place that somebody recommended or you know just that a barbecue joint recommended or somebody recommended to me or i just sort of ran across that was doing something really good and that is man i really thought i'd done my research well enough uh but there's just so many new spots popping up that it's just it truly is hard to keep up oh, and yeah. and and most of those places that are popping up are doing texas style barbecue so that's uh you know that, that I guess was the biggest surprise to me was just how many spots were out there they just sort of seemed to multiply as I was traveling
0: yeah no it's it's interesting because I think I'm pretty good at keeping up and I keep a running list on the side on a Google doc and then you go to places and I'm like screenshotting your your
1: stories I'm like
0: where' C find like it's just I don't know where are they coming from it's amazing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I get back from a trip and I'm like, uh, you know, I missed this one or I missed that one. And then there are restaurants who see that I'm in the area and then yell at me after I've left. Like, why didn't you come? I'm like, why didn't you like speak up while you knew I was in the area? Like when I could actually come visit you instead of waiting until I was in the next state and and being mad at me.
0: Well, let's go through the list. I bullet point, like place by place and maybe talk about a little bit about the place and what you liked and, what um, maybe what people should try or specifically kind of lean towards? Uh, we could start yeah, with, sure. with two fifty Texas barbecue in Riverdale Park, Maryland.
1: Yeah, two fifty Texas barbecue—a place that certainly I was taken with the food, taken with the story. Yeah. Um, this is a couple from El Salvador, and you know Fernando uh, Gonzalez and, and Debbie Portillo. And Fernando visited Franklin barbecue uh, with no familiarity of Texas barbecue whatsoever. He was in Austin on business. Okay and was really unfamiliar with what Texas barbecue was. And after that meal, Went back home with a Franklin brisket in hand to El Salvador and told his wife, like, this is what we're doing for the rest of our life. Uh, we are going to learn how to, like, recreate this. And they moved to D.C. and opened up 250. And that's exactly what they're doing. They've got some of their own Salvadoran touches on the menu, like um, some of the plantains. They use a special red bean from El Salvador. As far as, like, the, the barbecue, the smoked meats, I mean, they're straight up Texas-style barbecue. You can get Angus beef. You can get Wagyu beef for your brisket. That's choose one awesome. or the other and they're making their own sausages uh and doing an impeccable job on
0: it. So were they originally going to open up an el salvadorian restaurant
1: they had originally moved to dc their visa was uh based on opening a restaurant oh, and man. it was originally supposed to be a, a pupusa restaurant, pupusa restaurant. Sure. serving Salvadoran and Pupusa's, uh really uh, an extension of uh, of Debbie's family business but uh, the pupusas just weren't selling and even if they were selling I mean they were making like pennies on each one so uh, it was actually uh, Ray that they talked to uh, Ray out of Ray's Barbecue mm. the late uh, Ray Ramirez out of Huntington Park, uh, California and they talked to him and he's like go barbecue like if, if you want to do barbecue go barbecue like that's going to That's how I made my money. That's how you're going to make your money. And that's what they did. And and here we are.
0: And for people that might not know, he's from El Salvador, his heritage. He would travel back at least once or twice a year with his family.
1: Right. But they had never met. They didn't really know each other. Uh, other than the fact that they had that that commonality uh-huh. of their heritage and a uh, love for barbecue.
0: Then Bark Barbecue Cafe in Stevensville, Maryland.
1: Yes. You got to cross a, a big bridge to get there. It's about a, an hour from DC really. Uh, so it's uh, oh, quite really? a ways out there. Yeah. Uh, Tim Carman wrote about it and was wow. uh, sort of generous and in, in what the DC area was uh, in including them in his <laughs> list. Now, Tim just announced uh, today that uh, he is no longer going to be writing about food. His food column is done at the Washington Post. So he's still at the Washington Post. Oh he's still going to write for them. But yeah, he just said uh, basically it was time. He had been doing it for 11 years, and hmm. yeah, he just needed to rededicate. Uh, well,
0: that's that's news to me. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss seeing those lists around DC because I I do think that he helped. He really did help uh, elevate. Not only the exposure of the places there, but but also just how well they wanted to do. They knew somebody yeah. was going to be writing about uh, doing a barbecue list every year, um, and so you know, there, and the
0: that, people were always excited to be on that list. People,
1: that was yeah, people do. were excited to be on the list. People were, I'm sure, excited to go visit these places. So Bark Barbecue Cafe was one of those spots that that he had listed, and you know, I didn't really uh, know what to expect out there. It was, it's, it's in a business park. But then they've got their they've got two offset smokers sitting right out there out front. Food was fantastic. I f- felt so rude uh, on my visit there because the whole drive out there, I was like, this is a bad idea. I'm, I don't have enough time to do this and make my flight, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so I literally spent about six minutes eating the food. You know, I had to like sort of wave them off as they came up to the table. And then at the end, I was just like, I love it. I'm leaving so much food here. Don't take it the wrong way that <laughs> I'm leaving all this here. No, I don't. I have no use for a takeout container. and I have to go. Like, I will, I'll give you a call and, and get you alls story later. But I, but yeah, I just barely made my flight back, but it was such uh such a worthwhile uh, detour to get out there because no, it, I'm glad but, you're
0: highlighting. Cause I bet no one knows about this place. Like not, not no one, but I bet a I, lot I mean, of people don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, again, it's in Stevensville, Maryland. It's yeah. it's on it's on this tiny island, uh, not tiny, but it's on this island. Like uh, it, like I said, it's a good ways outside of DC, um, and you know, it just it's a menu that shows a bunch of barbecue skill and um, just a right bunch dear. of uh, a bunch of skill with all the rest of the food as well. So the the laser potatoes are like these, uh, uh, these thinly sliced, stacked up potatoes that are fully cooked, chilled, and then cut into cubes, deep fried. Uh, uh, they are just magical. They've got some Armenian touches. The, okay. the laser potatoes are from a Lebanese friend, uh, a Lebanese chef friend. Hmm. They are of Armenian descent though. And so they have this Armenian red rice on the menu, which uh, doesn't look like much, but man, is it tasty.
0: Wow. That's cool. That's, and that's, it's nice because, I was I was thinking right before this I might be able to chop these into twenty little bits and send them off to the you know so that way they they got a chance just to, to know why you were in such a rush like they probably you probably told them that you were trying to get to a plane but yeah still. I
1: mean you know I, I don't think uh, being on this list is much of a surprise to to most anybody on it because mm-hmm. uh, you know for just about every one of these spots I my my general rule is I go in. I eat and I leave. Uh, I might say hello or, you know, they might come by the table and say hello. But um, the interviews that I do, I really like to set up afterwards. And that's not because I don't want to do a face-to-face interview. I'd actually prefer to do a face-to-face interview for, like, the better interview quality. But I find that um, the quality is more diminished if they're in the midst of a workday, mm-hmm. right? The, they're going to be distracted uh, they're going to have people asking them for this or that. They're going to have customers asking for their, their, their head is going to be elsewhere. And so if I can set up a time to, to interview them afterwards, um, over the phone, then I can have their sort of undivided attention for them to be able to tell their story as, uh, as clearly and, and completely as they need to.
0: So that's sort of your process
1: is that you'll
0: leave a place and then contact them again to do an interview, a phone interview
1: yes yeah i mean blake talk about going out on a limb i mean staying in martin tennessee that place is tiny it is not on the way to anywhere um not in between any like two major cities or anything like that like it is off the beaten path and the fact that he went all in on this massive building there, this old mill and did a full renovation of the place for this beautiful restaurant i mean the place is a showpiece
0: it's a destination right
1: yeah i mean it's got to be a destination because uh you know nobody's just passing through martin tennessee like it's just you're just not
0: it's blake's the southern milling and it's in martin tennessee Yeah,
1: that's right yeah so if you're um if you're in memphis it's like an hour a little over an hour like northeast so uh and it's that does not get you like on your way to nashville or anything like it's it's just out of the way but certainly well worth the trip and you know the the menu is massive like he's got so much more than barbecue i mean smoked cream cheese is one of the appetizers yeah. um, they sell a
0: lot of it he said
1: yeah and it's really great um, they have like a
0: hot honey that they put on it i think is what he said yeah
1: like yeah. some of the best chicken tenders <laughs> i've had anywhere <laughs> like chicken tenders are, he
0: loves them he, lo- uh, he loves them so much
1: oh uh, and then his aunt makes this pimento cheese like his aunt who doesn't ever eat pimento cheese makes this pimento <laughs> cheese that is not only an appetizer, but the topping for, you know, is, uh, one of his uh, most famous sandwiches the Bubba Cole sandwich. And so that is just smoked Turkey, smoked brisket and pimento cheese on, on this buttered grilled bun, which was when he was running a food truck, that was basically the, the, his go-to meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now that's a, a feature on the menu. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was all just so good. And uh, he just kept bringing out more and more. Uh, they've got a, a lovely staff there. Uh, certainly make you feel at home. Beautiful dining room and great food.
0: And you got, did you get a chance to wander around? And is it, there, there's an upstairs, right? I don't know if you even got a chance to go upstairs. But...
1: Yeah. Um, so I got there early and um, he was able to to show us around. I was there with my kids. We were driving up, actually, we were driving from Texas uh, up to Ohio to visit my family and mm. and stopping at a bunch of barbecue joints along the way.
0: So it's I think a hundred and ten year old, maybe older grain mill,
1: right? I think. Well, yeah, right. uh, and he showed me the before photos of what it looked like. You know, the, the mill had been long abandoned by the time mm. he, uh, you know, took uh, took control of the place and the amount of work that he had to do just to turn it into the restaurant that it is today is astounding. Right. Exactly. and they
0: have a big bakery, I think, too, or they have. Uh, a bait a, a specific bakery
1: yeah they've uh yeah they've, they've got a lot of baked goods there um good desserts as well so wow, the full package one.
0: i'm happy for them that's a group that's and i'm glad you got a chance to go that's definitely a bucket list all these places are places i want to go but that's uh that's fantastic well, let's talk about the next one uh blanchard's barbecue in lafayette louisiana
1: yeah and uh, these Louisiana places it was really hard to to you know narrow down the list I didn't want everything to be from Louisiana but I did have such a such a rich experience through Louisiana mm-hmm. uh, just seeing how well our our neighbor to the east has really taken on Texas barbecue and uh, you know it's a a state that is so well known for its own food culture mm-hmm. and the fact that all these places are are doing Texas style barbecue so well I mean, Devil Moon Barbecue in New Orleans is not on this list, but oh, I have yeah. really great things there. Uh, Big Thicket Barbecue, uh, also not on this list, but uh, they were truly impressive, too. So, uh, like I said, I just sort of had to narrow it down, and, and and Blanchard's was the one that, of those places, really just offered the best brisket. Um, it was just a beautiful slab of smoked brisket, which it's really, I think it's the only place on this list that is using a rotisserie. Um, ah, yeah. So uh, he's doing impressive things with the rotisserie. You know, for me, it's I certainly am more hopeful if I pull up to a spot and I see their offset smokers. But yeah. it's product over process. Like if mm-hmm. uh, if you can get good barbecue out of whatever machinery you choose, then it's it's good barbecue no matter what it came out of. So, and that was the case at Blanchard's. Like their their brisket was fantastic. Uh, the sausage uh, it had this uh, you know cajun flavor to it but texas technique and good snappy casing super juicy love that but you know he has got this poutine which really isn't much of a poutine it's uh i think you really need to have cheese curds to be poutine and he's Mm -hmm. using queso fresco uh, so you don't get any of that sort of squeak uh, like you would up in montreal eating eating poutine Mm -hmm. but um the gravy oh man he's using brisket drippings to make this brown gravy and then is chopping brisket up uh, fresh, to and then mixing with the gravy um, over top of the fresh cut and super crispy French fries. So it is; it's quite the dish. Oh, oh,
0: that sounds fantastic. Okay, well, good for a That's and that's that's another one too that was I had heard the name, but I didn't know much about it. And you highlighted them, and it's nice because someone that might watch this or or go refer back to your list will stop by there. So that's Lafayette. Where's Lafayette? in Louisiana is that way north or
1: so Lafayette is uh so I-10 runs from Houston to New Orleans um and beyond <laughs> <To> uh, <ask. laughs> but, uh, um it is right along I-10 okay so is in the southern portion of the state it is about uh two hours west of New Orleans
0: okay that's good that's so people in their minds I can know yes. boom and barbecue because boom and barbecue used to be in Minnesota correct
1: but when barbecue was in Minnesota, it was right in Minneapolis, and I've eaten there uh, several times. Uh, the the time I ate last, you know, when I ate there last year for this list, uh, they had moved to Hudson, Wisconsin, which is right across the border, mm-hmm. and they were serving out of uh, the Nova Bar in Hudson, Wisconsin. And so basically, it was because the city of Minneapolis had uh, just harassed them too much about their mm-hmm. smoker. Really, uh, it really started with uh uh no it didn't start with animalis animalis was a victim of this as well um they just found a way around the mm-hmm. the requirements uh but um yeah uh, there were some jealous competitors there oh. uh some some barbecue joints who had complained about the offset smokers the trailer mounted offset smokers uh that both animalis and boom and barbecue is using uh it's it, you know when you come from texas and and you are used to the barbecue community and, and for the most part everybody wants to see everyone else succeed and then uh to see just sort of how dirty you can get up in minnesota and um and other places around the country los
0: angeles it, got dirty it was yeah <laughs> of...
1: infighting and weird um, it's just it's silliness right it's just petty like, and it, it is petty it, it does nothing to to further the, the you know to further the mission or to make your own barbecue better mm-hmm. if you've got to cut down another place so yeah uh, that's what was happening in Minnesota. Well, I didn't know that.
0: That's interesting. Okay,
1: and yeah. So when I went to eat there, though, he had this like bevy of smoked beef options. Beef cheek. He was doing shoulder clod. Oh, uh, nice. And really great shoulder clod too. Not not some of the dried out stuff that uh, <laughs> you can get in Texas. Like it was super <laughs> juicy. And yeah, the uh, the brisket, of course, was great. But the the beef rib. Um, yeah. Uh, he does the the big plate short ribs. Uh, but one of the great things about uh, the pivot he needed to make during COVID was uh, because every all of his orders were takeout orders and people were ordering online, he didn't want to stop doing the beef ribs because he'd become, become so popular for them. But he needed to be able to list them by weight yeah. like on, on the, the online menu. So people could order individual beef ribs. So he started cutting them individually and then rubbing them and smoking them. So you get this massive oh. beef rib with uh, rub on three sides instead of just on the top. So, That's
0: interesting. I've never heard of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So good. Um, he's closed for the winter right now. And it's really unclear whether he'll be reopening in Nova Bar um, or, you know, trying to find his own space. I'm not sure. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to run the... The smokers, especially an offset smoker on a trailer.
0: What I'm going to do too is I'll put a list of all the Instagram handles below in in this or we'll put a companion blog with it. So that way people can follow them along. So boom, it'll be summer, probably spring, summer, but you just not necessarily know the, okay, gotcha. And then uh, Breakwater Barbecue in El Granada, California. I'm happy about this one for sure.
1: Yeah, that was a, a, a really hectic day trip. I flew into Oakland early in the morning, uh, went to Horn Barbecue, which is later on down the list, uh, sadly closed because of a fire, Mm -hmm. Uh, but Breakwater Barbecue was my uh, second stop that day, and uh, I mean, quite a change of scenery from right in the middle of downtown Oakland to heading out to a a small beach community right along the Pacific Ocean, so uh, really beautiful drive down there, and, you know, it's not you don't expect to drive up onto a California barbecue joint and see the smokers churning away in trailers, uh, out on the sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, you just don't expect to see that. Right. Mm-hmm. All these things that we hear about the, the, you know, the heavy regulations on smokers in California it was, uh, uh, I guess a breath of fresh air to, <laughs> to have that smoke. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, Ironically That's it's outside. a breath of fresh air. That's- but yes. it's also and they're i think they're not far from half moon bay if people want to i think it's about a half an hour south or 45 minutes
1: yeah no it's it's not far um if you're familiar with uh, mavericks which is the giant waves that mm. break off the coast uh, a lot of uh a lot of famous surfers have have uh taken on mavericks and uh, some surfers have died at Mavericks. Yeah. The waves are really intense there. Uh, Wyatt Fields, the owner of Breakwater Barbecue, has uh, has surfed Mavericks many times. And um, like he grew up in that area and, and is an avid surfer. So you know now he's into barbecue and uh, he's doing so well. He's made it on to, um, he's got to Bib Gourmand uh, for the restaurant. He's made it on to... Uh, let's see uh, Michelin's list of the like best burgers in yeah, California the burger, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, he's also serving barbecue at a stand in the uh, Levi Stadium for the 49ers so he'll you'll be able to get breakwater barbecue throughout the playoffs they do make their own burgers they they, they grind and form their own burgers and uh, that that burger is uh, gets the accolades for good reason mm-hmm. uh, but the the brisket was also fantastic and the the spare ribs you know, Wyatt, uh, said that he felt like his spare ribs were more, uh, Southern style than Texas style. And I was like, really, man, they're, they're right on with just about what everybody's doing in Texas these days, which is a big spare rib that's, that's seasoned smoked and then finished off with a sweet glaze. Wow. That's
0: great. They also, they have like a, a little, a little bit of seating inside and then some seating outside for what I could see. I think. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's a pretty small place. Uh, So yeah, there's a lot of takeout orders coming there, um, and I think they're looking for a larger location
0: because you can grab food and then go somewhere beautiful and eat. Go hang out on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm just happy for them. I'm I'm friends. I became friends with Wyatt just because you know the barbecue world, and I've watched them grow. And I've you know, and also I think that he sometimes they do do salmon. I think, or they'll do some fresh fish, local fish sometimes. Like he'll smoke it. I think that's not often, but I think that's something that they do.
1: Well he had said that he'd like to focus more on that in a bigger space if, if example to. so it be special. Uh, but yeah that uh, that was a f- funny experience uh, when I went in it was somebody who seemed to like perk up when I walked in who was working the front counter and then everybody who was at the front counter le- uh, like went back into the kitchen and then Wyatt came out to slice the meat. Interesting. And I was like, oh, I guess I guess I've been spotted here. Yeah. And then Wyatt came by the table and was like, "Oh, uh, so are you a local?" And I was just looked at him and I was like, "We both know why I'm here." Like let's cut the charade. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> so- <laughs> Hey,
0: you know what he was trying to pretend like to be coy and yeah, uh, that's so funny. I'm going to have to rib him on that. That's awesome. Well, that's cool. So I'm glad they made the list. Okay. Now city limits, which you talked about city limits, barbecue in uh West Columbia, South Carolina.
1: Yes. So Robbie Robinson has, uh, I mean, he's been churning away doing pop-ups and then, uh, you know, working weekends and finally getting this, uh, uh, this brick and mortar location and, yeah, and doing amazing. the renovations for it to to get himself that permanent spot with like an actual functioning kitchen. So, you know, he was sort of in the midst of doing all that when I visited. And uh, as I mentioned before, like, it would have been great if the brisket that I've been eyeing for like literally years, he, he may have, uh, if he had had that, that day would have been nice. But I think that was like the first day ever. Maybe I don't know. It might be exaggerating in my mind here, but yeah, like the, the day I decided to visit, it's the day he first decides not to smoke brisket, but he made up for it. Like the pork belly burn ends, the the sausages. Oh man, sausages were fantastic. And then the South Carolina hash was the thing that really stuck with me. It's that uh, it, it's really a local, you know, it's a local dish, right? For every barbecue joint, uh, what I soon learned eating around uh, Columbia is that uh columbia and west columbia both is that most of these barbecue joints they're the fans of the 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 acolytes of each one of these barbecue joints it's really about how much they like the barbecue and how much they like the hash and like it, it they are equally important i would say maybe the hash is even more important uh as far as the quality his hash actually has smoked brisket in it which is the really? only probably the only South Carolina yeah, hash I'm sure bread. that's for sure and it's funny uh, the menu I think says no gross parts
0: yeah I think I saw something like no nasty bits or something yeah like that. something like that yeah. so
1: ha- hash is a place where you can uh you know traditionally you would use a lot of the the awful uh, but um, he doesn't use any it's it's pork shoulder and brisket and yeah I mean just the everything on the menu is really made with care. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that came out all this, every side, uh, the appetizers, like the, uh, his, his pimento cheese, just everything there was really made with care. And, and yeah, I met Roderick Scott who has a one barbecue. Yeah. Scott's a one. Yeah. Yeah. Scott's a one barbecue and he actually serves in a parking lot of basically the, the hotel I was staying at. Oh, Um, I didn't know that but he only serves once a week. So he wasn't set up or anything when I was around there, oh. uh, but I saw him near the front of the line. He recognized me. I'd gotten there a little late. And so I went up to talk to him and was like, Hey, uh, you want, you want me to buy your barbecue today? <laughs> uh, if you let me sit here second in line with you, <laughs> I'll be happy to buy your barbecue. And so that was good. Cause, uh, yeah, I got to hang with him and his wife and, so uh, nice
0: they're so nice. yeah
1: it was a good time that's really cool and then they mentioned fort grove is one that they mentioned i had actually stayed in anderson south carolina like the day before <laughs> and didn't realize that fort grove had gone from pop-up to brick and mortar and uh it wasn't until i was on my way to charleston that fort grove was like hey love if you uh you know come and check us out uh, and i was like that is a long way away but uh yeah, after city limits, I just I drove the two hours north to Fort Grove because it looked so promising, and it was worth the trip. Like it was so far out of my way, I did not want to make that drive. But man, I did also didn't want to come back home having missed a spot that looked that good. So and, tell, me about uh,
0: tell me about it. I'm so curious.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Dylan and Tiffany Cook run it, and yeah, Dylan has uh, he's got a lot of faith in himself. That's for sure. Like he went and ordered like four offset smokers like before the place even opened uh yeah, and, it takes a little and, and he's pulling them up man like the he, he took over an old building that had been a very uh south carol traditional mm. south carolina style barbecue joint and uh one that he grew up eating at and, and i think it, he actually worked there a little bit too he, yeah he he did work there and so he, he certainly knew his way around the property and the building uh but they needed a whole new smokehouse uh uh, to fit all those offsets and yeah, he, uh, he has a different sausage every week. And I think it was like a ham or no, like a turkey and cheese sausage. Um, which I don't even think he was aware of the turkey sausage tradition of a, a few spots, uh, uh around the Lano area and in, in that area of Texas, but the turkey and cheese sausage was great. The, oh, uh, man. smoked brisket was fantastic. Uh, spare ribs, like, yeah, it, oh, the smoked turkey too. Yeah, um it was all just it felt like I was eating in Texas and and here I was and you know a, Anderson really, South Carolina outside of a small town in South Carolina.
0: That's amazing. And that's and that's promising and it's also if someone's watching this or listening and they want to do this this is you don't have to necessarily be in Texas. You don't even have to be in a big town but it's also it helps to have some clientele around. That's important that you can't just be in a small small town where there's no one unless you expect people to come from out of well
1: yeah and he had built up uh quite an audience and quite a following um you know beforehand with uh cooking through covid and and doing i think he was like cooking out of his dad's shop and they were and they were doing pop-ups out of there and and, uh doing takeout meals from there so he had he had really fostered an audience before opening up the place so he just seems
0: like one of those guys that can get anything done there's certain people you know like i'll make it happen
1: yeah. 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 That's for sure.
0: And he also, I think it's I'm not on the list, but John G's had you, you hadn't been there in a while. I think that was what you visited there in yeah. 2019 or something, maybe. Or?
1: Yeah. I haven't. No, I went to John G's. I think it was 21. 21 maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hadn't been to John G's in quite a while, but uh, it's, it's amazing to see how much of an influence uh, they have been on yeah. that region because, uh, Dylan Cook was straight up with me. I've never been to Texas, never eaten Texas barbecue. Uh, he's like, everything I knew about Texas barbecue, I learned from John G's in North Carolina. <laughs> Isn't
0: that <laughs> wild? That is crazy. It
1: is. It is. Yeah. yeah. But that's and also, the- like,
0: you know, there's the internet.
1: Yeah, the internet. But, you know, that's that's how uh, it just goes to show, like, just how much Texas style barbecue has spread um, and the influence of, of Texas style barbecue. Mm-hmm. And John G's has
0: been mentioned a lot of times by people. People have said that they, and that's John G's is only open on Saturdays. So it kind of has an, a snows-ish kind of idea in people's heads. It's just, but they also, I think they pop up with their food
1: truck now, too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah Saturday only um, in Peachland, North Carolina, <laughs> which I think is about 45 minutes east of Charlotte. So it's interesting
0: that we're talking about uh texas style barbecue in north carolina and south carolina it's just that's awesome it makes me so well, happy and,
1: and you know that's uh that's really where things started to surprise me a few years ago was seeing places like that pop up um not surprising to go out to la or go to phoenix or really throughout louisiana and mm-hmm. and see barbecue they barbecue is just not huge there's not a big uh you know a deep tradition of barbecue in those regions so it made sense that texas style barbecue would would be something that they might copy mm-hmm. uh, but to go into north carolina and south carolina like these places uh with uh you know with obviously a, a long long history of their own style of barbecue yeah. that are embracing smoke brisket uh mm-hmm. would, that would seem unthinkable 5 6 mm-hmm. years ago uh so to see that happening now is uh, pretty awesome and that takes us right into fox and fire barbecue right outside of kansas city i've been to fox and fire a few times now and it has never failed to impress it's a a food truck in Kearney, uh which is about 20 25 minutes outside of kansas city okay and he sets up on friday evenings and saturdays during the day and man it's like i when i ate his jalapeno cheese sausage i was just like, I, I. don't remember a place where I've had it better in Texas. Really? Uh, It was that good, yeah. And he does these... uh, I mean, the coolest thing about it is he's in Kansas City, or right outside of Kansas City, and he serves burnt ends. But they are brisket burnt ends. But they're not burnt ends that are the the fatty side, you know, chopped up and sauced and and re-smoked. They're just straight-up burnt ends. Like, they are just... Cut off the end of the brisket. He actually cuts off the mohawk of the brisket, like the top part of the brisket mm-hmm. when it's trimming. Okay. He cuts that off, seasons them, and smokes them, and ah. just serves that unsauced. Um, and so it's like it is a Texas burnt end. You know, it's it's not a Kansas City-style burnt end. So that that part was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, the, the fact that the brisket and, and ribs were also fantastic. The, uh, the ribs were a little sweeter this last time, but uh, still really great.
0: And how far, you said again, half an hour outside of Kansas City. 45?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not far at all.
0: Wow, that's that's killer. And then uh, this one, Gonzo's Smokehouse. That one was that's another uh, Louisiana one, right?
1: Another Louisiana one. Um, it Luling is, of all places in Luling, a, a town that is certainly uh, hallowed ground for Texas barbecue at yeah. uh, city market, city meat market there in Luling, and so yeah, seeing Luling, w- Louisiana. It uh, kind of throws you a little bit if you're a Texas yeah. barbecue fan, but it's just like 45 minutes, uh, an hour, a little less than an hour outside of new Orleans. Okay. Um, but it is, it's certainly the biggest pain of all of them. Uh, it is open one day a week. It's only open on Fridays for bar, for barbecue. If you want the full barbecue menu only open on Fridays. And um, I mean, the line is long, the line is slow. And um, if you're, you know, 30 people deep, then you're, they're going to start running out of things. So, wow. um, yeah, Jason Gonzalez is the owner. And, you know, he said that right now, this is just all he can do, uh, and do it really well. Uh, and he is doing it incredibly well. Funny thing is with this visit, the weekend before was the Texas multi barbecue festival. And I had planned this trip to Louisiana already. I had my itinerary all set up. Um, but the, the thing that was giving me the most angst was how I was going to get from this place in New Orleans, uh, how I was going to get from Devil Moon uh, out to Gonzo's quick enough to still have food left to Gonzo's. Okay, So, you know, I, I try not to tell people when I'm coming ahead of time. I certainly don't do that anywhere in Texas, and I try not for any of these visits, but every once in a while, like, I've just got to call ahead or something <laughs> to see if they've got something left, Right. Well, it with Gonzo's, uh, Jason Gonzalez was at the Texas Monthly Barbecue uh, Festival. He came up, he introduced himself, and he's like, "When are you gonna get out there, man?" I was like, "Well, you're still just doing it on Fridays, right?" He's like, "Yep, just Fridays." And um, I, I do need to say that on Thursdays, yeah, he Thursday they
0: have a small menu, right? He
1: serves like some uh, smoked meat tacos, uh, burgers, and uh, certainly a small menu. But you're not gonna go yes. get your your barbecue tray there on a on a Thursday, so. He's only open on Fridays. And um, so he's like, Yeah, but you gotta get out here one of these days. I was like, Well, how's next Friday? And he's like, Oh, ha ha. ha. And uh it's like, Well, you know, might be a good idea. I was like, when do you normally sell out? It's like about one o'clock, things start running low, right? And he opens at noon and uh or maybe eleven thirty, I don't know. But uh I was like, Well, might be a good idea to just, you know, maybe cook a little extra or, if if you got any visitors from Texas coming by on Friday, it might be it might be good good to have uh, enough barbecue to feed them. And he didn't quite get it. And I he he even said when I walked in the door, he's like, "You did come." He's like, "I really thought you were bullshitting." He's like, "I did hold some stuff back, but he's like, I didn't think you were going to show up." He's like, "I thought that was all just a load of bull." But uh, yeah, so I saw him the week before. I saw, or I actually saw him like. Five days before I visited.
0: Did you get a a full tray?
1: I did. Yes, I did. And there was a guy and I went to Tulane in New Orleans. And so there was a guy in line right in front of me with the Tulane hat on. And so I started talking to him and, um, you know, he was, he was telling me how much he loved the place and how much he loved this or that thing. And they'd come out and cross something off the chalkboard and he'd be like, oh man, it's gone. Like I really wanted that dirty rice, or I really wanted to get try that boudin, and I was like, you know, just stick with me, because I have a feeling that we might be able to have some of that stuff. And he's like, he had no idea what I meant. He thought I was crazy. He's like, why do you think you're going to get any of this stuff? Oh, so he had no idea that you
0: were even who you. I are. was just stick
1: with me. <laughs> just stick with me. I was like, you order whatever you're going to take home with you, but like, can you stick around and like eat, like share a tray of barbecue with me? And he's like, sure. So um, he stuck around. We ordered the whole tray uh, and Jason started pulling a few things out of the warming drawers back there that um that uh, he had already crossed off the chalkboard. So I was uh I was a hero to that man in the two lane hat that day. That's no, true. Sure. Li-
0: yeah, it's nice to, to be able to, to change someone's day at least, or at least well, their- and,
1: Yeah, and that's what I, I you know, I hate wasting good barbecue. And so anytime I can hook up with somebody in line and be able to share that tray with them for sure it's an odd proposition to some people though like i'm and for good reason like uh um you know i i was at uh i was at blue oak barbecue and a a place that i I really like their food as well uh that didn't make the list here again too many places in louisiana doing doing it well and at blue oak there was a couple i was the first one in the door there was a couple who came in behind me and you could see they were looking at the menu. They were unfamiliar with what was going on there. And I was like, hey, y'all, um, I know it's weird, but you just want to like split most of the menu. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm here to write about the place or review the place. And like, I'm going to order a ton of stuff. You just want to like share it with me and then you can take back whatever you want. And it happened to be that there was their anniversary and they were in New Orleans to celebrate <laughs> and they wanted to try out this barbecue place so they got to eat it for free and get leftovers to take back to the hotel so but it was still probably
0: out. odd for them to yeah just to sit down and and I've done that too where I've gotten food and then I've seen people eyeing what I've gotten and then I've said here can you please take this I can't take this home this is something that I have too much of. Yeah. And some people are okay with that in general I say oh, I didn't eat directly off this I was Well
1: so the the thing I do if uh if I don't have anybody to eat with me I will just get a takeout box, and I will just immediately start offloading things from my tray into the takeout box before I start eating. Oh, that's smart. And then I'm just like, "Hey, I like untouched." Yeah. You want you want some free brisket and ribs? Like, yeah. Because
0: I'm not a big fan. If someone brought random food over to me, I'd
1: be like, "Yeah, exactly." Yeah. yeah, it's like it's
0: like a, it's like that stuff when you come to
1: someone's house and there's like a,
0: a potluck that you didn't know about and like people brought you're like I don't know if I want to try those devil eggs. they look like they might have sat in their car for a little bit too long I don't know man. yeah okay well that's that's so Blue Oak yeah because that was that was something but also I I'd imagine that you had gone to Blue Oak for a long time those guys have been around for a, a while
1: yeah I've been to Blue Oak before um, written about Blue Oak before and yeah. especially those crack ones. Uh, which I know is not a barbecue item of theirs. Really, uh, it's you know, it's it's certainly outside of their their sort of barbecue focus. But the cracklins they do there, in a state like Louisiana that is so well known for cracklins, theirs are truly some of the best. Wow! They are just they're so perfect. Like the texture, the crunch on the outside, the squishiness on the inside. Uh, they do a, a a Szechuan powder that they, you can toss them in the Szechuan powder, and you can toss them in a the ranch powder. What the heck? Wow! <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
0: green street smoke meats that's yes. what visually it looks it's in chicago, chicago illinois it looks really beautiful it looks like it's down you have to go down an alley it looks like something out of england or
1: something yeah i'd, I'd been there before as well but it'd been a long long time and uh so dave bonner uh, he took over the pits there several years back and uh he uh man he's just really improved everything there and you know, I went in hoping to try the pastrami again that I'd liked so much before, but uh, he was pushing a few other things like the chicken leg, uh, the chicken quarters, which oh. were phenomenal, uh, and you know, they're just all their Texas classics were great. But really, the the biggest, I guess, the the coolest part about going was that Al Chaval is famous for their burger, and they're right next door. It's the same restaurant group, mm-hmm. and so at Al Cheval they have. Uh, they're famous for that burger, but it's it's a hard place to get into. And so, Dave Bonner just asked, he's like, "Well, is there anything anything else I can get you?" I was like, "How about an Al Cheval burger?" <laughs> that's nice because <laughs> I want to taste it against your burger. He was yeah. so proud of his his uh, double cheeseburger, his smoked and grilled burger. And so I was there with my son, and uh, we we both got to do a little taste test. And and Dave Bonner's Green Street Burger. Won oh, out. that's cool. Like the Al Cheval burger is fantastic, but uh, Green Streets is better.
0: That's really cool. And, and when I talked to him, I didn't realize downstairs is like a
1: twelve seat ramen place. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, because I guess there's a coffee
0: place in there, and then there's a ramen place there too.
1: I mean, I had to hop in my car and <laughs> hit the next two, three, four I barbecue joints that day. So yeah, I had a I had ground to cover that day.
0: I get it. No, it's just, it's just so interesting. It's, it's just wild to see what the place looks like. And then I was just surprised and I think they share a kitchen with the ramen guys. So they sometimes give them their chicken skins or something for a, okay. Uh, for ramen, Yeah. Which makes sense. Okay. Harp. Yeah. Tyler Harp, Harp barbecue.
1: Harp barbecue. Um, uh, you know, the last time I had visited, uh, or the last couple of times I'd visited, he was still working out of, uh, working out of the back of a brewery. Mm-hmm. So now he's got his own space, uh, able to do sort of whatever he wants and so the menu is bigger the, the the hours certainly and there's a whole lot more uh a lot more options of, of times to go eat at heart barbecue and so yeah i stopped in on my way up to uh, i was taking a road trip to minnesota and back and so i stopped mm-hmm. on my way up and um got to see the mural that he painted there oh, or yeah. had painted there that has a bunch of uh important figures in barbecue including tootsie Tominets. And so he had, he got to get a photo later of Tootsie in front of the mural when she went to Kansas City for the uh, uh-huh. uh, Barbecue Hall of Fame event. So that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, quite honestly, I went in on a Wednesday. The brisket was, uh, man, it was a head scratcher. It was dry. I, I didn't get what was going on. He didn't have any ribs available other than deep fried ribs. And uh, at the end of the meal, I was just like, man, what happened? The hammered you just in your head. Did you think this? No, I, I asked him, he's like, Oh, it's leftover Wednesday, man. It's like, uh, you know, uh, reheating the leftover brisket from the weekend and, um, and taking the leftover ribs from the weekend and deep frying them. And that's what he needed to do to, um, you know, that's what he felt like he needed to do to make a profit. Yeah. And I strongly advised against that. And, um, because I don't want anybody to have that as their first impression. of No, heart. no. Because I went back on a Saturday and it was spectacular. I mean, there was a, a group there from uh, uh, a group there who um, a guy who had been in the military, been to Iraq and wanted to open a barbecue place in Iraq and huh. was at Heart Barbecue and, and several others to do some barbecue research. And oh, man, he was so on that day. The, the ribs were great, though. The brisket was great and the, the catfish he's added fried catfish to the menu wow and the sausage too it was all just banging and that's the impression <laughs> that everybody should have of heart barbecue because that's what tyler Hart can do uh so you know he he really brought it back home with that visit yeah i'm sure he's sick of hearing about it it's like the only place on this list that i actually said something negative about but yeah. uh again i you, it's so cliche, but you only have you have uh, you know one chance to make a first impression for every customer, not just for For, Dayton, every, for you know. every customer, exactly. Do
0: you have so, what he, he has? Something with strawberry on it, right? Isn't there some dessert that has a strawberry on? Oh,
1: um, <laughs> something I've
0: ever seen. I'm like, that is, I've never seen anybody use strawberry in on the side. I don't know. Uh,
1: I'm drawing a blank. Sorry. Yeah. he's got this blueberry sausage. That's uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's similar. It's part of the the berry yeah. family. I guess. Yeah. All right, let's let's keep, keep moving. Hindsight Barbecue, that's in. Yeah, this, well, this, oh, you this, have is this is, your, this is your, one of two Connecticut places.
1: Waterbury. Yeah, Island. another blueberry sausage. Uh, oh, and <laughs> got a go. trend going here, but yeah, <laughs> it, hindsight that was a place I stepped into not really knowing what to expect. It was uh, honestly it was on the way between Portland, Maine, and getting down to uh, Hoodoo Brown. In the southwest corner of Connecticut, had to go through Waterbury, and so I stopped at Hindsight Barbecue. And uh, honestly, my hopes uh, really elevated as soon as I got out of the car. I saw the big wood pile. I saw uh, the guys toiling in a uh, the pit room with the offset smokers. Wow. Walked inside, saw uh, T-shirts from Brotherton's Black Iron Barbecue, uh, from New School Barbecue University, uh, put on by Leroy and Lewis and. It's like, all right,
0: now yeah, is,
1: I think we got something. Here. There's a chance, a really good yeah. chance. And then the food came out, and it was it was spectacular. I mean, the the brisket, uh, yeah, the, the brisket it would certainly didn't look out of places if it was uh, from any place in Texas, and here I was in this tiny town in Connecticut. And uh, I joked with both hindsight and hoodoo. Like, I think if you were to like choose a state, just any state out of the fifty of who might be able to, who might be like least equipped to do Texas barbecue. Well, I think like Connecticut might be the name you come (laughs) up with. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like which state would you not expect to find good Texas barbecue? Yeah.
1: I mean, Rhode Island. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. Anyway, Connecticut would be my choice except I've been there and now I know the hindsight barbecue is fantastic. And the, the one right after who barbecue, um, in in Ridgefield, Connecticut, you know, they're certainly famous for, uh, uh, for the pork belly that that on pork belly uh, uh, famous for that for good reason i'd had that before and i had had some pretty good brisket and and ribs and sausage before but they've uh since hired uh, tyler hodge and he's got the uh, he's got the sausage game down at least the one that we tried that was uh uh funny enough it was modeled after truth barbecues tater tot casserole there's was a tater tot casserole sausage. Yeah, Tyler Hodges is a genius. He's a was savant. was really impressive. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, everything that we had on that tray, the, the smoked chicken that they do, they smoke chicken, skin on, uh, you know, chicken on the bone, and then they throw in the deep fryer before they serve it. And so it just crisps up the skin and gives it that extra extra textural variation. And then the desserts there. I didn't even mention the desserts, I don't think. Uh, But the desserts that they have there, like across the board, they're made by a family member and they are just, they're so good. Like uh, they've got this um, uh, like chocolate chip bread pudding. And that was one where there was this family sitting next to me and they hadn't ordered dessert. And we, and I ordered one dessert and they came out with three of them. I literally took like a scoop of each one of the three and put it onto a little plate. And then I took that whole tray and set it on that family's table. I was like, Hey y'all like untouched. Like I took a scoop with a clean spoon out of each one of these. Uh, I think you should try the rest. That's so
0: nice. Yeah. There's not, there's not often a time where you get to have three amazing desserts brought to your table. That's killer. That's cool. No. And who looks like a, a fun destination. I, it's again, it's, it's not near. is is it, is it, is it off a highway is that kind of how it...
1: i mean it's like an hour from new york city mm-hmm. so it's it's a little ways out there i don't know what highway it might be off of but so yeah. i've been t-
0: telling people if they go to new york like i know people that have gone to hoodoo who have traveled to new york so that's something that people that's if i don't know you I guess you fly into what where's what's this Conc- uh, concord or i don't know where's uh where do you fly into? I don't even know.
1: I mean, I flew into <laughs> Boston. So yeah, you were in Boston, yeah. <laughs> Never
0: mind. I'm not gonna give anybody. That's for a different that's for a different thing I'm working on. Okay, Horn Barbecue. Unfortunately, they had a fire, but they were on your list.
1: Yeah. Uh Horn Barbecue, another place that is just doing really incredible sausage. Um, the 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 brisket, the ribs, you know, it's a place that I had I had heard some naysayers, you know. Uh, and I, I think that his uh, you know, Matt Horn's profile. Uh, Turned some people off that he is got so popular so quick and got such a big name in barbecue so quick. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, the barbecue I had certainly backed it up. Uh, They're doing a good job there, and it's really devastating to see how how much damage that fire did to the building. I mean, closed down indefinitely. You know, it's in the midst of rebuilding right now. No timeline set that I know of of yet. Uh, But yeah, he's uh, really dedicated to staying there in Oakland uh, even though it seems like somebody's desperately trying to push them out
0: so that's someone that's on was on your list but you can't visit them yet but if you follow their social media you can find out when they're opening fat yeah. tabs barbecue
1: <laughs> so this is the uh, closest okay. to Paris Texas of any of the uh I guess if you can call Paris a big city um any any sizable towns in Texas okay. it's closest to Paris but it is right across the Red River and it's okay. right across the border I think of all the places on this list it's certainly the closest to Texas okay um, uh, even closer than Lafayette, okay. and so uh, yeah, I mean it's like ten miles in, like it's <laughs> it's right so there. So it's
0: essentially almost Texas. <laughs> okay,
1: it is, and you know, I I told uh, Tab Singleton is the one who runs it, hmm. and he spent a lot of time actually in New Orleans working for Emerald Legacy at NOLA, and uh, so he worked at NOLA, and and certainly, um, oh, and he won um, Chopped as well. So, huh. I mean, the guy has real cooking skill. That's for sure. Outside of barbecue.
0: so We have two, we have Aaron, Aaron Fegess and, and, uh, that's Pat. right.
1: Yes. <laughs> wow. and so he d- decided to move back home to Bell, Oklahoma, uh, which is right near broken bow. And, you know, I, he had asked me to come out and visit and I didn't make it really a high priority. And I told him this because, uh, his online photos are so bad. It, it just doesn't look all that impressive, and so I was like, "You really need to get that's important. It really is important. You need to find like a better spot to take your photos, and maybe like wipe the grease off the lens." I've
0: told people, I've written <laughs> people, I said, "Hey, you know, this is good people's first impression. Me. Just like, yeah, yeah,
1: okay, yeah, exactly." And so, um, so yeah, when I when I got there and got the got the tray and saw that beautiful slice of brisket in front of me and the, the glazed ribs, uh, he had beef belly burn ends that day too. Um, it was the kind of place that was so good. I had to get back up and order more. Right. Wow. Cause I, I wanted to try the special of the day, which was, um, he had this smoked turkey breast and they were slicing off the smoked turkey breast and breading it, deep frying it. And then he made a, um, uh, a Nashville hot sauce out of the brisket tallow. And yeah, I Whoa. mean, what a sandwich. Oh, and so to see that sort of level of detail, uh, go into putting together this, uh, the, you know, Oh, and the hot sauce itself, like the hot sauce, the, the recipe came up with the hot sauce. It's got, uh, like fish sauce in it. It's got uh, a couple wow. of ingredients that you might not expect to get in Bell, Oklahoma. Yeah. Just to see the level of care and the level of detail that went into, uh, a sandwich like that, it, it certainly made me understand, uh, you know, the fact that he's got that chef's background.
0: I have to go there. That sounds, I'm sure pe- after people after listening to that, people want to go. That's, so how far from Dallas would that take? Like how long would it take you from Dallas?
1: I mean, it's about two and a half hours from Dallas. Yeah. it's well, That's it's, like LA to San Diego or something. It's not bad. It's a good ways up there, but as far as a Texas barbecue drive, it's pretty short. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Or LA or anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ridgewood Brothers Barbecue. They're in Arkansas, uh, right?
1: Yes. Russellville, Arkansas. Beautiful drive there up from Little Rock. Uh, this is when I was on the way back. Uh, I should note back in Chicago at Green Street as well. Like, I picked my son up from camp in Minnesota, and I was like, All right, bud, we can head straight back home if you want. And I got barbecue stops along there, or we can drive like all the freaking way over to Chicago, down to Memphis, and through Arkansas back home. And he's like, Yeah, let's go the long way. So we did, and uh, that's why we were able to go to Ridgewood Brothers. And uh, you know, again, one of those places where I didn't really know what to expect. the The food looked good. Seeing the offset smokers in the in the pit room mm-hmm. as I pulled up was uh, certainly a a hopeful thing. You know, the fact that Jordan Wright of Wright's Barbecue had said how much he liked it, put it up there in, yeah. in my book, and 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 put it up there higher up on my list as far as a priority to get to. And you know, they again another place that really made it worth the the detour. Because uh, it was quite a detour from Little Rock. Uh, if you're if you're headed to Dallas from Little Rock, you would not go through. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really great stop, great people, and just all across the board was was really good. The sausage, particularly uh, the turkey, and they had this like dream, orange dreamsicle cream pie. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> that alone makes you mm-hmm. makes me wanting. Okay, that's awesome. So uh, Shotgun Willies, I've heard I I heard about Shotgun Willies, but I just heard it. I had heard the name and I had also Willie <laughs> Nelson, the reference.
1: Well, and so shotgun Willie's, I had said, there's some of those places I had to call ahead to. And so as I left Martin, Tennessee, I, I called Nashville and was like, Hey, um, please don't sell out early today. <laughs> and by the time I got there, they still had their full menu. Uh, anyway, so it all worked out well, you know, the, I sound like a broken record here, but it was really about the the brisket and the ribs. The ribs in particular were a favorite around the table. Uh, I had my, my kids with me uh, on that drive up to Ohio, and so they scarfed down the ribs. Uh, my friend Shane Baker from American Aquarium, oh. uh, the band, he met up with us there. He's from Texas, so he was happy to get some Texas barbecue. And I think the really the thing that stuck out there that was, was unexpected was the half chicken, which is so juicy crispy skin and just so well seasoned. Uh, Yeah. Really, really good spot in, in Nashville that uh, has so many other good barbecue Mm -hmm. spots, but not much real Texas style.
0: Uh, Slow fire barbecue. And they're in Savannah, Georgia. And Taryn is such a, he's a, he was a chef, right?
1: Pairing it up. Yeah. I (laughs) I love it. I I, I think that's like his hashtag. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, he was a, a chef at the gray. Uh, the Gray Market there with Mashama Bailey. Uh, you know, this is a, a big-name restaurant. He's been a, a chef at, at many big hotels as well and decided to just sort of slow things down and, and focus on barbecue instead. And um, had some really not great pop-ups as far as, like, uh, his re- re- the local reception and, and really was struggling there at the beginning and didn't know if he'd be able to make it. But found this, uh, found this food truck park that had this bus uh, the, uh, the, the previous, uh, tenant basically had, had left the food truck park and, uh, but the bus was owned by the park. And so he took over the bus, uh, renamed it the barbecue bus. And yeah, I mean, talk about a crowd that had gathered before that place opened. really I mean, he had already developed quite a following. Uh, it was hot, uh, no shade. And we were all just sort of standing around like 10 feet away from the bus. Like, all right. Cause we were in the shade. It's like, all right, you're first in line, second, third. Like we we don't need to actually walk up into the direct sunlight by the bus. Uh, and uh another place where I found somebody in line there who was fine sitting down to to share a tray with me who got to take home a whole bunch of leftovers. And the the beef rib there, that was that was really the stunner. And then uh also making this he made the sausage that uh you know, when I cut it open, it looked like it was white cheese, like a jack cheese or something. Uh, but it was shrimp. It was actually chunks of shrimp. It was like low country boil. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned it. <laughs> Yeah. That was a nice like local touch. And I got a note from him uh, just like last week that he's going to be opening up uh, his own brick yeah. and mortar spot. Being able to to move on from the food truck park and be able to to do a little bit more with uh, with his skills.
0: I think he might even be putting a bakery on site too, because I think there's oh, okay. that background either with his wife or somebody there's a, I think there's some connection. I forget what it was when he talked about it.
1: You know, just talking about the, the spread of, of the Texas barbecue gospel, the fact that he's doing foil boat briskets, the way Leroy and Lewis is <laughs> preaching yeah. um, and that he's taking that on instead of the much more common, you know, uh, butcher paper wrapping or foil wrapping uh, doing that, that foil boat where you get that nice crunchy fat, yeah. Uh, on the top of those briskets, uh, he was executing that well.
0: That's so nice. And it's nice to hear, like, Savannah is a place that you would not expect to get Texas, good, really good Texas style barbecue. Yes, that's for I, sure. I guess this is sort of the whole, that's the gist of this whole interview. Uh, the ZZQ is the last one in on the list. Z makes sense. ZZQ barbecue. I guess it's ZZQ Texas Craft Barbecue, I think is a full, maybe name. I don't know. I was looking at the yeah, rest.
1: there's uh there's also, they had, I think they had to like, uh, add that last part of it because a zzq opened in minneapolis Ah, or in st paul maybe but yeah there's a zzq in minnesota as well and i visited there um and it doesn't quite compare to the zzq in richmond which uh they've been great for a long time i think they were really one of the first places that was really put their heart and soul into doing texas style barbecue Mm -hmm. outside of the state and did everything like did everything right you know um learning from all the best people getting the best equipment uh, you know, getting the uh, John Lewis built smokers from Austin smoke works and really uh, taking on that Texas ethos of uh, making their own sausage and doing those Texas style sides and and really just the the whole gamut Mm -hmm. selling barbecue by the pound on a tray. And so I'd been before I'd written about them before, and uh just had to stop again and it just impressed once again and i gotta add like this was at 2 30 in the afternoon uh where you know some of the barbecue if you're if you're selling if you're doing like the sellout method or i guess the, the sellout way of, of opening up at usually 11 o'clock and and then just serving your food until it's gone uh that two thirty three o'clock mark thing is really starting yeah. with um the fact that they had chicken that they were it was in the warmer at 11 AM that at like two 30 in the afternoon was still juicy and fantastic. Was, That's uh, amazing. A testament to the way that they've been able to, uh, to figure that system out.
0: And were you able to try the burger? Isn't there a burger place? Yeah. Next yeah door there's or nearby? easy
1: burger literally like right next door to them. With like the uh,
0: three Z's or something. Is that what? Yeah.
1: yeah two, Z's? <laughs> two Z's. Two Z's. Easy yeah. burger. Yeah. Uh, two Z's just like ZZQ. And, uh, yeah, I tried their smoke burger and it was great. Um, I was completely stuffed and, you know, trying to, of course, as always to get in the car and get on my way to the next stop, but uh, I'm glad I got to try one of the burgers.
0: And it's great too, because I know that they, at least, I don't know if it's every year, but they bring their entire staff or as many people in their staff, because they have a large staff, a number of them to Texas on these Texas road trips to show them really just so that they can... Get their idea, you know, get an idea as to what, what the the kind of food they're making, how important it is to Texans.
1: Yes, well, they they want to show how uh, important it is to Texas and Texas culture, but I also think they want to they want to show their staff quality of the barbecue you can get in Texas and sure. allow their staff to be able to judge theirs against what they can get in Texas and the fact that uh, some of those stops might be humbling and some of those stops uh, might. Uh, you know, might give them a lot of pride with the barbecue they're putting out and how it compares to some of the best in Texas.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, that's, that's, that list of 20 is pretty spectacular. And it's, and you know, there's like, like we had talked about there's places that, that you didn't get a chance to visit or you, or just were the prior year that seemed like in my head that you had just visited them six months ago, but I, I appreciate that. I really wanted to, to give you a chance to speak about each place because I think it you know it's important for them, it's important for people that are close by in those areas or visiting those areas on a trip. That you know, these are places you could stop by. The place that was in Maryland, I forget. Uh, the oh, that was uh, a bar, uh, bark, bark barbecue, Cafe. Bark. yeah, bark barbecue cafe. Is that one open multiple days, or is that just
1: yeah, it is. Uh, and you know, it, it first opened up in that industrial park there, mm-hmm. or that business park, I should say, because uh, the family. Um, who owns the restaurant also runs this business that like creates flavorings. Like people, if you got a gelato shop or ice cream shop or frozen oh. yogurt shop, then um, you you might be purchasing flavorings from them. And so they originally opened the barbecue place as like this lunchtime stop for to feed the people in the factory. Interesting. Uh, and so that was the the initial like target audience Hmm. and then it just got more popular they expanded their hours expanded their menu and focused uh, as much on the barbecue as they were now on the on the flavorings
0: wow that's cool that's an interesting little tidbit that's thank you for taking the time
1: yeah just i mean here's to 2024 and more travel outside the state and in texas to eat the best barbecue i could find
0: take care i'll talk to you soon All all right
1: Bye bye